check, check, white check. Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, decal works, get data, and vertex on FlatbyMax.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thursday, February 2nd, 11 a.m. Pacific. Thanks for listening. 702 586 Pulp. You want to talk about Houston? You want to talk about anything else? Give us a call, 702 586 7857, 250 East, kicking off this weekend in uh, the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening. Thank you to uh, Fly Racing for giving us away some pivot knee guards to give away, as well as 100% for the goggles that we're going to give away in this hour. Dan Truman, Jason Thomas joining us. Uh, thank you to Fly Racing, of course. Get it at motorsport.com. Get it at your local dealer. Uh, from uh, the wild to the mild, they have it all. And uh, patrol stuff is is really, really good. That's an off-road gear. The Evo line is their number one line for moto. Uh, Evo and Light have uh, the BOA. Uh, system on it, closure system, so that's really super sweet. Zone Pro Goggle, of course, they uh, they made that. And the Formula Helmet, man, is simply unreal. Check it out, flyracing.com. Uh, the Formula Helmet, whether it's uh, super safe, whether it's quiet, whether it's lightweight, they got all the features on there. And uh, please check it out. They have different shells, so different price points as well, different colors. Uh, the Formula Helmet is absolutely game-changing for the folks at Fly Racing, so I, I urge you guys to try it. And, uh, yeah, thanks to those guys for coming on board. Max's Tires as well. MXST's A-Ray running them out there. Looking really spicy this weekend for Pulp Mix Fantasy, by the way. He's a 15 handicap. So please check out Max's Tires. Great mountain bike tires, light truck tires, trailer tires. They uh, they do a lot over there at Max's Tires, and we uh, we appreciate that. As well as the folks that get two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs. Uh, Factory Honda, using them. Using the RPM dashboard, using the ECUs on the 250 team. Uh, data loggers as well. Uh, get, get. And uh, their sister company, Athena, of course, uh, does great things. So if you want a discount from the folks at Get or Athena, uh, email us using the contact form at pulpamex.com and uh, we will pass that on to those guys. They'll give you a pulp show deal. Uh, but yeah, Jet Lawrence running Get and uh, anything Jet's doing right now is working, right? So you know the stuff works really well. It's a huge get for Get to have that. Uh, we'll tell you more about the other guys later, but 100% goggles, Vertex Pistons, Plum Creek uh, funding all on board with us as well um, as Maxis and Get. Uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down in the corner. I just asked them for the show to name me three 250 Supercross riders this weekend. And, and I did it. And he did it. I did but it. his number one was Hayden Deegan, everybody. Yep. That's the first rider that came to his mind. The Tits Legendary. Tits, what's up? Hayden was top of mind. Things going to be on a lot of top of mind for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really like that all that much. I let agree. The kid, let the kid ride. Yep. Let him just get his underneath him, you know, let him get his, some experience. We saw him. He just got fifth in futures, you know. So it'll be a, it'll be a steep learning kid, but the kid's good. He's going to be good. We know that. 
but calm down, everybody. He, he doesn't need any more pressure that's already on him. And the first question is, of course, about Hayden Deegan. Let's get yep. right to Hayden, who wants to talk about Hayden Deegan. Hayden, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. So, I just, do you think all these new guys coming in, these new kids, do you think they're just too young? I mean, the, the kid's 16 years old. Uh, is Hayden 16? I thought he was 17 or something. But, okay, anyways. Oh, um, I, I could be wrong. I don't think he's 16, but I could be wrong. Uh, anyways, uh, no, man. I mean, if you're good, you're good, right? Like, uh, right. I, but, you know, you have, to, you have to have the team that's also patient with you. Um, you know, we have seen too many kids come and go in our sport. So if you're 16, 17, 18, and, you know, they see him every week riding with the other members, and if he's good – I just hope they have some patience with him, which I, I'm sure they will, you know? Uh, right. So I don't think too young is a thing. Like, I, I know what Daniel Blair was saying on Monday, and he was talking about these kids are too young. I think it's different for every kid and every kid's maturity level and the background and the team support and everything else. Yeah, I think also him doing the Futures last weekend was good to actually – like a good warm-up to actually be in a stadium all fans and the lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. I just hope people don't – you know, I mean – partly because of Brian and the vlogs and this kid's been in the public eye since he was five years old and now he's going to get a lot of hate because people don't like it uh and I hope it if he doesn't do well right away that people can relax but it's 2023 I don't think they can for sure yeah Yeah. I agree with that all right Uh, thanks Thanks, man appreciate the call thank you fly race and moto 60 show uh let's get to our first guest here from get and Athena it's Dan Truman what's up Dan how are you I'm doing good. I'm excited for the first East Coast race. Yeah, Hunter Lawrence on the get uh, ECUs over there. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, big deal for us. Also, Chance Hymas. Yep. So uh, yep. we have two two Honda riders. Among other, uh, you know, yeah. a ton of privateers, the attention is brought from the Honda guys. So it's yeah. awesome for us. No, that's really good. Uh, so, Dan, uh, I asked uh, Tis Legendary here, my producer, um, to name me three riders who were racing to the Super East Coast, Supercross East Coast, just because I was kidding around with him. And he named Hayden Deegan first. And I just I just <clears throat> facepalm myself. And then the first call of this show, Dan, is about Hayden Deegan. Like, Yep, yep, <laughs> drinking the YouTube juice. I like cal- it. Calm down, everyone. I, I Look, the kid's good. He's going to be good. Uh, but he got fifth in the futures. He, he pushed it a little bit, got a bad start, pushed it around, went down. Like, just – Calm down, everybody. But I, but people won't because of what Brian has done. Yeah, I do think Aiden makes it as a pro. I think he's one yes. of the guys that yep. it will make it. I yeah. also think he was the best futures rider last week, and he didn't win the race. That's fine. Um, I like that he's racing, getting his feet wet. I like that Hymas is racing. What Honda's doing, they're letting him race a few races. And, you know, he won't race the full series probably. But uh, I think it's good for these guys. Get, go get their feet wet at what they're really going to do. And, I mean, Hayden, he's got the the public eye on him, right? Like you said, it's 2023. People will never you know, cr- not criticize him. No, If he goes and gets third, people are going to say, well, he should have won. You know, or, it doesn't matter. Either way, either way, it's, uh, it's good for the sport, I guess. Um, yeah, I just, you know, uh, the team needs to be patient with him, and I think they will be. Yamaha and Star will be very patient with him if it doesn't go well right away and that's that's needed you know let's not ruin the kid or if he if he has a rough start or whatever but by all accounts dan i'm sure you've heard the same stuff i have he's as good as thrasher and and the other guys on the team during the week yeah i mean it sounds like on some days he's the best guy on the team you know whether it's kitchen who just won a race or jordan 
So I don't think there's going to be a problem with him. You know, yeah. I think he's seven. I, I think he's seven, eight, nine this week. Yeah, which is fine, right? And do you think Hymas is right around him? They were around each other at, at Paula at the last round of the Nationals. Do you feel like they're they're also going to be around each other in Soupy, or does one kid have an advantage? Yeah, I mean, I don't think one of them really has an advantage. I've gotten the chance to see Hymas ride, you know, day in and day out for the last couple months, and he's improved a lot. I personally think Chance does better than Hayden this weekend, only because I lean a, a little bit towards I've gotten to see Chance ride. I haven't got to see Hayden ride at the yeah. farm. I'm sure he's great. Yep. But I know where Chance is compared to Hunter Lawrence. And, in, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe Hunter is the favorite to, to win this championship and to win races. So – I can only say that I think Hunter and Hunter is very close to what Jed is, right? So I, I've seen the first four races or so, and I think I think Chance beats Hayden by a little bit. That's what I think. Okay, yeah, um, that's that's well said. You've seen it and you've seen it happen. I was talking to Josh Mosman in the press box and Kellen Brower this uh, this past Saturday, and Josh's brother Michael obviously is really good. But I was I was talking to Josh as if. I didn't. His brother wasn't Michael because I just that's the way I am. I don't really care. And I was like, Hunter Lawrence is the favorite, and I think he was a little taken back. Josh is an awesome dude, so I think he was a little taken back that I didn't put Michael there. But I don't. I put I put Hunter Lawrence as the favorite. I live in Vegas, so if this was the odds, and Dan, you're a you're a gambling man, as we know, uh, <laughs> Hunter Lawrence would be the favorite. Uh, he'd be minus one ten or whatever to win the championship, and then after that. I think Thrasher, Jmart, and Mosman are in the next group. Uh, we've had some injuries, obviously, but that's of the guys that's going to be in Houston. That's the next group. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. I mean, <clears throat> Hunter Lawrence has been second in pretty much the last four championships for the most part that he's raced in Supercross, Motocross for the last two years, and the guys who beat him aren't racing him. So, mm-hmm. I, I think you have to put Hunter as the favorite. Could Mosman win? Sure, I would not oh, be surprised yeah, at all. Mosman yeah. won this weekend. Um, Thrasher's won three races. Two of them were in East West Shootout, I believe. Um, two of them were outdoors right. in Atlanta. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two two were outdoors. I mean, Salt Lake also didn't have a roof, so maybe he doesn't perform when there's a roof as well. J Mart's wins. It's been a while since J Mart won. I mean, obviously we know the bike's good. We've seen it with Phil and Enzo, um, but again, J Mart hasn't raced in a little bit, so you know, does he get a little nervous or or what? I don't know, but yeah, I think. Saying Hunter is the favorite, I think, is yeah. by no means a, you know, yeah. I don't think you're reaching there. And, and, I mean, also, he rides with Jet every day when they train together. Um, he knows what the pace is. I think Jet would be a favorite in the East Coast as well, right? Mm-hmm. So, if they're going the same speed, it's pretty hard to say that Hunter's not a favorite. That's all. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that that's, that's how it's shaping up to me. Um, I'm interested in Jamar. Like, I know... There's a lot of J-Mart hype over the time, and uh, he, uh, you know, he's a two-time national champion. He's a great rider, but it's been a while, and he's not on a factory team. Now, look, Phil and Enzo have made that bike look good, but I don't know. I just feel like J-Mart's got a lot of questions. Yeah, I think so. I agree with you, but again, I still think he's just a top five guy right there, regardless. I think that the top five guys for me, um, Hunter, Moseman, Thrasher, J Mart, throw it, and then you start throwing in Jordan Smith, Jason, and Tom Bial. Max Anstey has been very good on a 250 uh, recently in the World Supercross races, the Oz X series. So I think those guys are the next tier, right? You got the top four, and then you got the tier two. 
Daniel Blair was in here on Monday for the Pulp Show and really pushing Jordan Smith. Not, maybe not title. Some of it was title talk. Don't get me wrong, but pushing race wins. And I like Jordan. He's a great dude, and you're better friends with him than I am. But dude, he's on a great bike, but he he just crashes all the time. I can't I can't go there. I can't have that back. I got to be honest. Yeah, it's tough. And I am good <laughs> friends with Jordan and his trainer and, and everyone that he works with. And, yeah, I mean, they'll tell you the same thing. Yeah, he looks great. On Tuesday, he could win a race. On some Thursdays, maybe he gets ninth or he crashes three times. I don't know. And I don't think they know either. <laughs> yeah. But, again, you see it with R.J. Hampshire. And, to be fair, some of these guys, uh, unfortunately, Austin Forkner, they kind of go back into their same thing. So do we see a different Jordan? Probably not. You know, he qualifies well, maybe wins a heat race, Yep. maybe wins the main, maybe gets eighth. I don't know. I yeah. know that's not yeah. much insight, but that's what I have on Jordan. This is a great bike for him and a great team. So I guess if he's going to be reborn, this is, this is the chance, right? I mean, for me, Star put – a lot of uh, pressure on Jordan, right? They didn't let him race any of the last few outdoors because their focus was on, Jordan, we hired you for Supercross. So he's been riding Supercross. He has been healthy. You know, obviously he's had some crashes like everyone has. But I think Star is saying, hey, Jordan, you're our guy. You and Thresher, you know, West Coast isn't going great. Obviously, Levi just got a win, but it's points-wise not going great. I think they put a lot of pressure on Jordan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. Like, if he's going to do it, this is the time. Yeah, yeah, and I hope he does. Great guy, but Daniel was too strong on him. I know you didn't listen to the show, but Daniel was, was too strong on Jordan Smith. So um, Yeah, you know. and it's hard not to be when, when you look at the field, and, and Jordan did take two championships to the last round. Mm-hmm. You know, He was five laps away from winning one of them. The other one just had an unfortunate crash, and – but again, that's what happens at crash, you know? Yeah. So. No, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's get some phone calls here from Get and Athena. It's Dan Truman on the uh, Fly Race and Moto Sixty show. Uh first calls from Jess on two. Jess, what's up, man? Yeah, I had a question. It's uh it's a couple weeks old, I think. I think it was after the San Diego round. I saw I believe it was a How Was Your Weekend. And in that uh Styles Robertson, I think it was said i think he got a first turn pile up and uh and he said my spotter and my helmet told me i was clear yeah i think he was really i think he was really kidding i heard that too okay Uh, okay i I was like yeah that's odd i think that was a nascar uh i think that was a nascar thing because yeah i heard it too and he was trying to be funny yeah yeah i got it i got it from a few people that were like yeah my spotter said that it was all clear to go down um there is no spotter uh, there's nobody in his helmet, right? I think he was just a joke, and he just said that. But um, yes, I, okay. I, I, I was asking too, like, what the hell? Like, uh, you know? But yeah, uh, uh, I know the technology's there and coming or whatever. I mean, you know. But uh, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't. I didn't think it was allowed quite yet. In the no, AMA you know, they're doing over they, there. They tried it. Gibbs tried it. Coy Gibbs was a big uh, believer in that, and they had a system. And yep. I've used the Cardo thing in the woods. Uh, before uh, Gibbs told me that with the engine noise and the sound of the brakes or the sound of the bikes and everything else, you can't hear it, and and it wouldn't work in Supercross. Uh, Dan, did you hear anything about that test? Yeah, they we did? we used it with Chad uh, Monster Cup in 2019 or 2020. I'm not sure when, but uh, I was able to talk to Chad uh, back and forth. And to be fair, it saved Chad. And so Dino, it was the year Dino had a big crash there and got hurt, mm-hmm. and Chad had just started a fast lap, and I was able to 
to tell Chad to not jump the rhythm because there was no flags out yet, and Chad rolled the rolled the rhythm um, and saved from possibly jumping on Dino, it actually affected Chad quite a bit, right? He had to go to the LCQ that night because I think they take the top 18 or something, uh-huh. and it was Chad's fast lap. So it went like Chad was like, hey, thanks for telling me, you know, but had you not told me, I probably would have not hit him anyway. Yep. So, like, we were kind of like, yeah, well, you know, maybe we saved Dino, maybe we saved you. It, it was <laughs> tough, right? Like, I agree with Coy. Like, we had to pick a spot on the track where the engine revs were pretty low to give Chad. All we were giving him was lap times of position. Yep. Um, but it was strange. It was a, We did a one-way audio, so Chad couldn't talk back, which was pretty fun. Yeah, uh, yeah so you don't want him talking back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I could only talk to him, which was pretty cool. So I don't know. I know Osborne's trained with it and practiced with some of his athletes a little bit during training. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not uh, against it. Well, one-on-one, yeah, great. I just I remember Coy telling me the guys couldn't hear it in the stadium. Yeah, um, so, for sure. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Uh, that's a good question. Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Kicker Bob's on one. Kicker Bob, what's up, man? Steve, man, your guys' rants the other night on Monday night was wonderful. Thank you. They were great. Thank you. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, Mookie, so have you guys had any more updates uh, on yeah, I injury? Think, uh, a knee injury, Dan, I think it's keeping him out for a long time. Like, I think he needs surgery. He's done for the year is what I hear, Dan. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I think that he had a knee injury prior to this, and he let it heal naturally, and sometimes that doesn't work properly, and um, th- that's just what we've been hearing. And But, yeah, I agree with you. We've been told that he may need to get this thing fixed, and it could be the whole season. Yeah. So, okay, uh, Steve. Yeah. Yep. So here, Steve, you were talking about back in the day, someone was challenging you, Hey, you just go out there and you throw his helmet on and his gear on and you ride for him. Yeah, Red, Red, Do- Red, Do- Red Dog told me that when uh, yep. I was telling him to jump yep. on a tabletop. He's like, you ride the fucking bike. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so. so here's what we do. They don't even have to change the name or anything. It still lines up. Bubba throws the gear on. Oh, wow. He goes out oh, there and wow. runs a freaking race. Oh, wow. Kicker Bob, it's it's, it's 11. It's early to be drinking. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a little yeah. early to be, to be booze. Yeah. Uh, no, Bob, that ain't happening. But, but Dan, on a serious note, Rockstar Husky has shown uh, fill-ins before, right? They, they did it with Phil. They did it with uh, Dino. They've done it with, uh, I'm sure, P- McElrath. They seem to, because of the Rockstar deal, have to fill in. Now, the only pick I can pick is Savachi. I don't think he's that keen to do it. I, and I don't know who else you would get, Dan, to, to fill that spot. I mean, there, there's privateers. Don't get me wrong. There's dudes to do it. But, I mean, somebody, you, you know, these teams want people who are going to be factors in close to the top 10. So, Dan, what do they do? I mean, what they really do is who I think it was Renner suggested. They put Christian Craig on the 250 this week for oh the boy. title, and they and they oh move. No. Uh, oh boy! Yeah, come on, and they and they move Joey. No, over. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, Joey's the only <laughs> one that is is uh, really worthy of that spot to actually put it in the top ten. I think right now yeah. with the field we have, and I don't know that Joey wants to do it. He's going to race World Supercross on his Cowie, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I think they probably need two guys out there, but I don't know what they do. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe reach into Europe somehow and pull a French guy over. Or, I, I don't know. I have no idea what you would want to do. Thanks, Kicker Bob, though. Good question. Thank hey, you. have a good one, guys. Thanks, appreciate it. Um, all right, Mike's on three. Mike, what's up? What's your question, man? Oh, not much. Hey, so <clears throat> this doesn't make any sense to me, having these guys do a partial Supercross season like Hymas or Justin Cooper. 
what what are what are we gaining here? Well, They're I, racing every weekend, so you could be gaining experience every weekend. Put yourself in Justin Cooper's shoes. Like, what if he were to who? Air quotes. He got a top five at A one. We'll never know if that could have happened or not. But he could have started out a great season right there, and he just missed that well, opportunity. The Hymas thing is different from the Justin Cooper. Hymas is a kid coming in first year. You know, they're they're getting his feet wet. He's going to race four races, and and we'll see how it goes. I understand that. I'm okay with that. The Justin Cooper thing. I mean, I've just been told it's finances. The team can't afford a third bike, parts and everything else, and they. But it's bizarre to me, Dan. The, the, I mean, Justin Cooper is a Supercross champion, so there's no learning. There's no getting your feet wet. There's no none of this that applies to Hymas applies to Justin Cooper. And I just shake my head on why Cooper would sign up for this and go back and agree to this and all of that. I don't know, Dan. Does this Justin Cooper thing make any sense to you? Yeah, I agree with you 100%. The Justin Cooper thing doesn't make any sense to me other than that he really wants to win an outdoor title, which I don't think is going to be you know super easy. But, I mean, he he would be a considered favorite in that. Um but, yeah, the Justin Cooper thing is definitely different than Chance Hymas. Hymas is on an amateur contract. He was supposed to race Futures this year with, with Deegan and all those guys, and he just progressed really fast. Um, he, got, he got better quick, I guess is the best way to say it. And they were like, okay, maybe we just have you race a couple races just to see where you're at. And then the focus for Chance is to start at, at the first Outdoor National um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the chance thing is definitely different than the high, uh, than the Cooper thing. Yeah, but – so, Dan, what did you hear about Cooper doing it? Just, yeah, he agreed he wants the outdoors and and this screw super – I mean, this is just I, – I don't – this is it's bizarre. It's bizarre, isn't it? Like, yeah. it just doesn't make any sense to me on the Cooper thing. Now that you guys explained yeah, the kind mean, of thing fair, a little bit. Yeah. He didn't have any other options. I mean, what were his other options? I don't know. No Husky, no Rockstar Husky form or nothing? Nobody wanted him? No, they were full. Christian Craig, Malcolm Stewart. Well, before you know they got I mean? Craig, I mean, before you know that, before they got no, Craig, they were. Craig, okay. Craig was early. Craig was the early, early choice. I just don't think there was an offer. Maybe he holds out and he gets the Honda deal that Nichols got, but then that's Supercross only, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I just I don't think there was an option. I think the money was still really good, and it gives them a chance to race two fifties and, and race some four fifties to prove himself. I just we forget that there wasn't any rides out there. That's why Joey's a privateer. Yeah, maybe so. So do you feel like Cooper got screwed then a little bit, or or no? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. But also, we don't know what what the future looks like. Maybe they told Cooper, "Hey, you're our 450 guy the following year uh, when Eli, if Eli retires." You know, we don't know. Yeah, sure. yeah, no, I, I think that's the plan, right? Like, hey, just chill out for a year and and or, or an injury, or if Dylan or Eli get hurt, yeah, put you exactly. on the bike or whatever. So, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, the Justin Cooper thing. I, I just wonder if it's going to hurt his development or whatever. Maybe not. Maybe it's fine. So uh, it's it's certainly weird to me. Uh, Dan Truman on the uh, Fly Race and Moto sixty show. Got a few more calls for you, Dan. Uh, Lucio is on four. Uh, Lucio, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Um, I want to talk about all stars. I mean, I don't want to take a Hunter Lawrence as a surefire pick. But as of right now, I got Jeremy Martin. What would be another good all-star pick for the 250 class? Well, our Pulpamex Fantasy Pod just dropped with Dan and Paul and JT, so you can listen to that. <laughs> but uh, I said that, let's say, on the pod, I said, let's say you don't want Hunter Lawrence, you don't like Australians or whatever. And, Dan, you said J-Mart. Yeah, I think J-Mart's a good pick. We just got done discussing that he's probably a top-five guy. Um, the The only other guy I would really consider is – is Jordan Smith. He's a five. And in this field, I think Jordan is a top six guy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you look at Moseman, 
you again the field's open to anybody so hunter or jmart just pick one of the two there you go thanks man okay. thanks lucia sounds thanks. good thanks. appreciate it yeah don't don't overthink it right uh justin on one has a ken roxon question justin what's up man hey man um so we know kenny's really living down this kickstart kenny thing and uh but it seems like on a hot mic he gets a little uh irritated that you know qualifying is really focusing in on him uh kickstarting his bike i mean can't those guys take like a 2019 rmx uh 450 electric start system it's just an ignition cover and motor slap the thing on shave some weight like star did on the 450 and call it good yeah you can put a electric start on it yeah you don't change it uh dan why, why don't they do that dan well remember in 17 when the honda guys Ended up Brayton one Daytona back on the kickstart bike. Remember, it was a big deal. There was an electric bike, yeah. and they went back to the kickstart. It changes a lot of the bike um, because it's not really designed for that bike. And I think that's really the biggest reason. It's been tested. I mean, we know that for sure. We build ECUs for electric start RMZs. So we know that it's, it's being tested and been tested. But I think that it's yeah. just not that. It doesn't work as well as the current bike works. Dra- drags basically. the crank down, right? It's weight on the crank. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, so it's is it because they run that not, they run that electric starter off the flywheel basically instead of like yeah. internally on like the clutch side. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't. Okay. I, I, I yeah, I think it. You know, when Kenny took it off and Honda put a kickstart on his bike, he talked about how much freer it was and how much the bike changed the ca- power characteristics and so on and so forth. Um, and that, that lasted like three or four nationals and then he went back. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, I, I'm sure they've tried it, but it must not work. So, yeah. All right. Well, but thank you. Well, Thanks for the calls. Well, thank uh, you. I do think it would, it, in the rules, it's fine. Yeah. You could definitely do it because you're not yeah, changing. You just can't change the actual cases. So yeah. like putting that on is the same as putting a hydraulic clutch on for right. the most part. All right. Uh, Chris is on five. Chris has a future headline. Chris, I really like future headlines. We need to bring them back. So because you called in, you have a choice between a fly, pivot, knee guards, or 100% goggles. Oh, wow. Awesome. Thanks. Which um, one do you want? Uh, the goggles. All right. So, fair enough. What's your future headline? Sweet. Okay. So this is my first future headline I've ever done. So uh, bear with me. Coop blasts past Colt for a top ten or... Colt has enough ammo to defend his, his position. Mm, Cooper versus Colt Nichols. I will go. I will go the first one. I think Justin Cooper is a better Supercross guy than Colt Nichols. Now Nichols has been racing, that gives him a bit of an advantage. But I'll take the first one if I got to go either or. Dan. Yeah, I'm gonna. Justin's such a good starter, but Colt starts have been good. I'm gonna go Colt Nichols on this one. Only for the fact that Colt has three races under his belt, and he did get a six at A1, so he's got a little bit of experience. But I think they're, I think they finished back-to-back. Oh, yeah, close. All right, man, There's your, there you go. Stay on hold. We'll, we'll get you the info. All right? Awesome. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thanks to the folks at 100%, by the way. Uh, they are uh, the goggle of choice for the star guys, uh, Jet Lawrence as well. As a San Diego-based company, the 100% brand has been synonymous with American motocross since the sport way back started in the 1980s. 100% has been linked to many iconic moments that have helped the sport of modern motocross. Today, as the brand's awareness grows again in moto, you can see the influences crossed over to sports such as downhill, mountain bike, BMX tracks, MotoGP, MLB, snowboarding, skiing, and more. 100% is a generation of racers asking the original tagline, how much effort do you give Thank you, 100%, for coming on board. Uh, appreciate you guys, and, uh, yeah, thanks thanks to those guys. Uh, Dan, so 
Uh, a couple more calls here, 702-586-7857. Uh, let's, let's switch to 450s a little bit. I think that, look, it, it's funny how things swap, right? We're, I'm like, look, uh, on my podcast, I'm like, uh, Anderson is 20 points down already after two rounds. Sexton is 13 points down. And we take one Eli Tomac crash, uh, pretty uncharacteristic, and things are tightened up now. Chase is three back or four back and Coop's in the middle, and we got ourselves a thing. I think that Chase Chase admitted on Monday that the, the two races were subpar for him, the first two, which is funny because he got a podium at, at round one, right? But he said it was subpar, made some bike changes, much happier. Uh, I think Sexton kicks this thing off a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised to see him win again. Yeah, I mean, going into the season, I picked three winners. I picked Jason, uh, Chase, and Eli. I I said that on many of the shows that we did. <clears throat> I still think that Eli is is the better of the group, but I think Chase is gonna gonna win some races. Chase, to me, is like Jason was last year. He's gonna win a good a good amount of races, but Eli just being there and doing it. I still have him to pick pick to win the title. All right, okay. I think Chase goes on a bit of a run here. I don't know. Eli's been so good, but I don't know. Yeah, I just I think the the, the, the from what I talked to the, the Honda, he was much happier with his bike. So, you know, no, I, I agree, yeah. and I mean I'm with that's who I'm with on the weekends is Team Honda, and I, what I see from Chase is when they got third at the first race, they were very upset, like the inner circle, mm-hmm. and that when you see that, that's like that's like Cooper Webb mentality, right? Like we're here to win. That's it. Second or third isn't good, and I think that's going to carry chase a long ways i just don't know if chase has that race like eli had last week and loses those you know 15 points or whatever he's gonna lose yep and eli can manage it i I think we might have seen eli's worst race yeah yeah which is funny because his worst race comes at a triple crown which he ends up still sixth overall or whatever right like the the 13th is is in, in a full race the 13th is not good but in the end it you know it doesn't look i mean right, right now the top five with eli chase coop uh kenny and jason they, to me they've separated themselves as the top five i i think that they get into the top five pretty much every weekend then that next group's dylan barsha and so forth so i think that uh yeah maybe we've seen eli's horse race uh, i want to thank the folks at decal works speaking of uh cooper webb they're using decal works over there at red bull ktm Decal Works' mission is to cater to those who love to ride, upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Visit decalmx.com. Use the promo code PULPMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. Decal Works, number one for many reasons. Thanks to those guys from beginners to seasoned vets, race teams, project builds, and magazine tests. I know Sean and everybody there has been doing a good job getting people the proofs and the graphics that they need. Uh, So thanks to the folks at Decal Works. Need some graphics? Use the code PULPMX23. We have a call here from Todd's on two. What's up, Todd? Got a quick question for you, Steve. Yeah. Hey, first of all, Sean at Decal Works, man, he's the man as far as customer service. So, yes, uh, yes. Big shout out to that guy. So, team selection. I'm curious about what a manager looks at when they're selecting their team for the following year. Is it result based only? Do they look at the popularity of the rider? Mechanics dig the guy? Or is it just there's, results? There's so much that goes into it. And I would argue, like, okay. when it comes to. Anderson, Webb, Tomac, those are results, right? That can they win? But yep. there's so much energy drinks are in there and weighing in. Popularity is weighing in. Uh, familiarity is weighing in. Dan, it's there's a lot of reasons why Colt Nichols gets a fill-in ride and why Christian Craig gets matched up with Mookie and, and the Alden Baker thing with the KTM group. And, Dan, it, it, there's a lot to it. I mean, Jet Lawrence, everybody wants him, no problem. 
outside of the elite guys, Dan, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, I would say for your A guy on the team, it's results, right? Each guy, need, each team needs a guy that can win. Um, but for your B guy, it's different. You're, you know, most teams have an A guy and a B guy, and some teams, I, I think that's where you know we've heard the Chase Sexton maybe leaving Honda thing, and we've heard rumors that it's because of Jet Lawrence moving up, and maybe they don't want to work together. Whether that's true or not, that that's tough for a team to have two A guys, right? Because they would both be A guys. Um, gotcha. Colt Nichols fit in at Honda very easily. Um, he's going to be a pretty good tester. He'll do what they ask. He'll stay in California. So that may fall easier than trying to go get a guy that maybe be, maybe he's better than Colt, but he's not as easy to work with, right? So I think there's a lot gotcha. of things okay. that fall into play. But okay. I, I look I'm, but yeah, it is a bit of like a AP. I mean, it's a bit of a like pet, AP, a KTM. Yeah, it's oh, a bit ahead, of a pet peeve of mine though, because like in the eighties the teams had multiple A guys and shit, I was on the team with, with Villeman, Reed, and Ferry, who all thought they were the A guys, at least until Chad started really kicking their ass. Um, it can work, it can happen, but what the what the what the problem is is the egos get in the way and the parents and the man friends are like like you, you know, you're not the A guy here. They only care about him. Blah 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 blah. Like I tell the story. I tell the story at Honda a few years ago. They had they had a couple of A guys going on, and the team manager was walking back to the truck, and he was visiting with the one rider uh, first because that was the way the tr- walking back from the track the way the truck was parked. Right. So the manager would talk to the first rider he saw, and that was this one guy for multiple weeks while the other guy's parents are like what the hell we're we're the second guy blah, blah. and the manager's like no it's just the way i'm walking back from the track yeah like and, th- and that's right, happened right. even more recent than that i mean it's happened at other oh, races boy. we've witnessed it so there's like, a lot but, that goes into but it. dan it's so dumb to me like you're you're so it's you're so fragile like look man you you can win races is this the best team and bike stay here you know, but right. I, I just, it drives me nuts, Dan. Like, I hear this things behind the scenes, and I'm like, really? That's why you're upset? Like, again, I was on a team with three A guys, right? And they all, they fought a little bit here and there, obviously. Chad turned the water sprinklers on, Villeman, and et cetera. But, like, I, I, yeah, it just, it boggles my mind, Todd, that right. this is where okay. we're at now in this yeah. day. So, you know. Yeah, I just look like the popularity of I mean, AC I on KTM. I mean, in the, in the Honda 250s. Sorry, the Honda 250 guys with Jet and Hunter, they both are, are considering themselves the A guys, and they feed off of each other. And, I mean, we watched them in outdoors last year be very, very good together. I think it can work, right? But it needs it to can. be the right guys. No, I'm saying yeah. Yeah, it just needs yeah. to be the right guys. Yeah, but I just think nowadays I need to be the number one guy on the team to get all the focus. I think there's just BS. The teams want yeah, – yeah. the teams have no – they want everybody to do well. Everybody yeah. – they want everybody to do well. Nope, there is no A and B. There's none of that. We want the – you know, if you have, you know, we're all going to test. Like, there's no, there's no favoritism. There's no, like, hey, let's give this part to this guy and not this. None of, the teams benefit from <laughs> right. everybody doing the best they can, but <laughs> but everybody wants the ego stroked and be the number one guy. It drives me nuts, Todd, but thanks for the call. Appreciate yeah, it. All right. Yes, sir. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you. As you can see, Dan, it just pisses me off when I hear this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I've seen it many times. It's it's very frustrating. Like, you know, it's and it's not necessarily even the rider. It's everybody around them. You know, and then they tell the rider. Yeah. So uh, it's it's uh, it's frustrating. But anyways, Dan, before we let you go here on the Fly Race of Moto 60 show, and we got uh, some lines open now if you want to call in, uh, I need your winners for this weekend. I, I need your winners. 
Give me Hunter Lawrence and Jason Anderson. Oh, wow. Jason Anderson. Okay. He, right. won, a, he won a race like seven days ago, right? <laughs> he did. He did. It was a shorter okay. race, but he did win it. Yep. Okay. So he's not in shape. We can't win him if they're longer. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. It's just, you know, okay. <laughs> well, Chase Sexton won two of them. So, uh, right. There's only, well, there's only been three winners Chase Sexton, Eli Tomac, and Jason Anderson. So, oh, okay. Fair enough. Good point. Uh, thanks, Dan. Get in Athena. Uh, by the way, before I let you go, What's the number one model right now for, for ECUs? What are, we, what are you selling at? What are people calling you, telling you they need more? Um, we, we do a lot in the dual sports stuff, like the off-road stuff, the KTM, EXC stuff, and the Honda 450RL. Um, but to be honest, since Honda has been using the Get product, it's been very popular. Uh, our launch control that Jet has been using, and there's going to be about seven or eight different bikes on the line this weekend with them. Um, I think it's a, a wow. mental thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a couple teams that bought product because they can't advertise for us and things like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, the number one product right now is the launch control devices and the RPM dashes because, you know, everyone wants to get a start, and it looks like it's been working with Jet. Yeah. Do I think it's all us? I'm definitely not going to take all the credit, <laughs> but I, I, I love the support. I mean, it, I think Jet wins without it maybe, but I think it definitely helps. No, so. no, no. The only reason Jet is doing this <laughs> is the Get Yeah, for ECU. sure. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. Uh, all right, yeah. man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Dan. All right. Thanks, guys. See you. That's Dan Truman from Get and Athena. Hey, the folks at Plum Creek Funding are back on board with us. The rates are 5-5 five, five right now. They were up higher, and now they're 5-5. Five, five. So if you're looking to purchase a home in 2023, your first-time buyer or investor, a vacation home, Plum Creek Funding has programs to suit your needs. They already own a home. If you already own a home, if you can pull some cash out, contact a professional with over 25 years of experience. They have access in 12 different states. Uh, Zach's our guy, uh, 720-212-4685. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com, Z-A-C-H, PlumCreekFunding.com. And, uh, yeah, the, the discount code is not same square footage. But, uh, yeah, the rates are good right now. So thanks to Zach, Plum Creek Funding, Decal Works, Vertex Pistons, 100%, Get, and Maxis all on board. And, of course, Fly Racing. When you speak of Fly Racing, you speak of this man here. Uh, Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. Flyracing.com. Uh, please check them out. RJ Hampshire wearing uh, Fly Racing and taking, uh, you know, some podiums and then a win at the first one. And then RJ went RJ. But you do have Chance Hymas this weekend in fly racing. Yeah, yeah. It's good to uh, – I mean, we traded one guy off that was in the in the uh, contention to win each week, and uh, we're hoping that, you know, Chance turns into that guy. We don't we don't expect that right away. Like, he's not he's not really supposed to be Hunter Lawrence yet, right? But, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully over time. And as he matures and we can grow alongside him, that's that's who he becomes. Yeah, you guys have really zeroed in on Chance as, as an up-and-coming fly guy. And whether it, you know, hopefully it takes him all the way to 450s, right? I mean, he's been wearing fly forever. And, and yeah. he's up, he's a local-ish kid. So Yep, yep. he lives about uh, four hours from uh, our headquarters. And his dad um, has been a WTS dealer for decades. Like, I don't even know how long. Um, so we had a really strong relationship with, the dealership and the father to start and uh that's just rolled into chances racing career so yeah it's uh as we typically do things once we form a relationship uh we like to we like for it to be for the long term i'll break down 450s uh, or 250s with you the east coast obviously uh hunter lawrence the favorite and we'll go from there but one guy that's interesting is tom vial mx2 mm -hmm. champion red bull ktm he doesn't have as much supercar experience as marvin 
coming over, but he's French and he will be good at Supercross because they just are. They know what they're doing. He's he's you know they got tracks there in the little series and everything else. Not that Vial did it, but anyways, he's interesting. Like KTM USA taking a uh, big investment on him, and yeah, we'll see what he does. You've gone to a lot of MXGPs the last couple of years, so you've seen this kid. I tend to think his start success is bike dependent more than him. But he's still a good starter. It's not all bike, uh, but I think it helps him. So good starter, two-time yep. world champion, good bike, uh, potential podium guy, or no? I don't. I don't think so right away. Um, I think he's got a lot to learn because I think you touched on a really important part there. He he didn't go the traditional route of racing the French championships, which they would call like the SX tours. He didn't do any of that, so he doesn't have the same pedigree that a guy like Marvin does. It doesn't mean he can't learn it. It doesn't mean he won't be great eventually. I just think there's going to be a learning curve. Uh, just in speaking with people who have been around, watching him learn the whoops, like it's been a, it's been tough for him to kind of figure that out and be on pace with guys that, like uh, Hayden Deegan's been racing super, or riding Supercross since he was on, you know, an 85 a lot, right? This, they've been grooming him for this for years. So, I do think that'll be challenging at first, um, but you also make a great point with the start. He is going to put himself in plus situations. And when I say plus situation, it's just, you know, positive, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Set, setting yourself up to succeed. And that's a big deal, especially if you're trying to learn. You want to continue to put yourself at the front so you're around the good guys, you stay out of trouble, you learn from them, and you find the pace eventually. So what I would predict is the weekends where the whoops are really tough and you just you have to blitz and it's a really big disadvantage if you don't maybe we see them struggle a bit um this weekend i don't you know we'll see what they look like but if you can find a rhythm if they're a little bit easier i think the rest of it comes pretty quick um rhythm sections and getting in and out of corners is not something he won't be able to pick up right away it's just going to be the little nuanced stuff that i think maybe he's going to have to learn what's the track look like for this weekend i haven't even looked at it uh, anaheim too was certainly interesting but houston i have not taken a chance at look at yeah it's okay um it's a little less creative than you know a2 which is i would say most tracks are yeah um you know one loop section one main triple a few rhythms but th- i don't think there's going to be a lot of like optionality where guys are trying to figure the track out. Like, you know, last week we had that, that huge three on three off that claimed Tomac and rock Roxon was really innovating there. I don't think we're going to have anything like that. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit more straightforward than that. Uh, but you know, the dirt at Houston is historically some of the best on the series, which allows the guys to be pretty aggressive. Uh, so yeah, hopefully we get some good racing just because they can really push the edge without all of the, the trickiness that maybe we saw last week and, and we've seen really throughout all the rounds. I don't want to like date myself here, but can we just bring back the Astrodome? It's still there. It might be full of rats. It is. It is there. I think it's not, I, I would assume it's not in the best condition. <laughs> Astrodome it's, it's was amazing. good, dude. It was good. It was beat, but yeah, we're, we're old and nostalgic, right? Um, I think if you took people that had no affiliation or no emotion attached to it they'd be like what is the hell are we no, doing but the, the floor was big and it's the huge. dirt and yep. you know it was so good but nostalgic like we we like I, I just think it would be so run down compared to what stadiums have to offer these days uh but yeah i mean i i had one of my some of my best races ever in that stadium i lost a flip-flop on track walk 
uh, one time there. I got so many memories of uh, of the Astrodome. It, it's it's a bummer. It is crazy though in this day and time where land is so extensive and you know that it's still there. It, it's shocking to me. Like I don't know yeah, what the plan I, is. I don't. But I would have. <laughs> if you told me, you know, the last time we raced there was 2002. Um, and, you know, we went to NRG in 2003. If you'd have told me 21 years later it'd still be sitting there, I would have said there's is no possible way, knowing how they just tear everything down. Like the Georgia Dome made it like a week, it felt like, and it was torn down. Like yeah. these things just don't last. One of the eight wonders of the world, the Astro Dome was. It was. It was, yep. Uh, all right. Um, let's talk to these then a little bit. I did that with Dan. Uh, I think Hunter Lawrence is the slight favorite to win this championship. Thrasher, Moseman, Jmart after that. Uh, do you agree? Yeah, I think the usual suspects are going to be the guys, right? Um, I think Hunter has an edge. Uh, I, coming in, I thought it was going to be he and Joe to see who sorted this thing out with maybe J-Mart is kind of a dark horse. The other guys I just think have a little bit of, you know, they, they have a hole in their game somewhere, whether it's maybe they don't quite have the, up, the top end speed or they crash too much or they're inconsistent here and there, like, you know, Thrasher's, if we raced Atlanta every week, he would be a title contender. You know, it's just always something with one of the guys. And it's not always the same thing. Uh, but, yeah, if, if I had to make a bet on it, you know, it really feels like this series is Hunter's to, to lose. Yeah, I, I think it, it, I think so as well. Um, I think J-Mart has uh, been happy because of the bikes of Enzo and Phil look like they're pretty good. But I see, mm-hmm. let's like you, you know, Mosman crashes and Thrasher's been up and down and, J-Mark can't seem to get it done, and Jordan crashes, and Vial's new, and, like, there's just so many things you look at, and Hunter Lawrence has literally just been on podiums over and over and over. Like, Yeah, and yeah. I, I want to put most men in that group. I think he could be the fastest guy on yeah. any given night or multiple times, but it's all the weirdo stuff that I don't know what to do with. Yeah. Like, it's just really, really strange occurrences with him that will kill you in a, you know, being – a little yes. bit uh, graphic there, but it, it will really penalize you too much in a short series. You just do you, can't do that. You know, if you, if you have 24 motos, you still can't screw up, but you have a little bit more leeway. When you have, like, eight main events, like, you can't. You just can't screw up. When uh, when you heard Hayden Deegan was going to race pro this weekend, that was the plan, but then futures didn't quite go as well. Were you surprised, or was that just, yeah, you expected him to race Houston? I kind of did. I had heard rumblings that Bobby really wanted him out there. Um, you know, I, I think when you look at Bobby's lineup, it's, it's, and I'm not trying to come down on the team. It's one of the weaker lineups they've had, you know, that's, that's a testament to the success they've had for a decade. So I think when Bobby looks at, you know, I'm, I'm sure Hayden Deegan's a shiny new toy, right. For the, for the next five years, he wants them out there. He wants that story. He wants all the publicity. He wants everything that comes with Hayden out there immediately um, and he's also riding really well. You know, I heard he's – he's, and I, I think you have too. He's been on pace with Thrasher and some of those guys. So um, I think there's a little bit of a push-pull. Like, hey, let's make sure we're, we have all our ducks in a row here versus everyone else is like, let's, let's do this. Like, this is the best thing that's happened to us as a team in a long time. So, you know, I think last week was a little bit of a wake-up call to everybody. It was like, hey, it's not that easy, right? Things can go sideways just because – everybody's pointing at you like you're going to win everything. You have to actually execute, you know, and, and that's kind of how Iron Man went with the big crash. Um, you know, Fox Raceway 2 was a little better, but then the Futures race I think was a little bit more of like 
humility, which is probably a good thing, you know, this early to be, to be humbled a bit because he has every opportunity not to stray away from that point. But I think there's two ways to view this. When you, when you don't have every opportunity, you really can't suffer many setbacks early on because people write you off. With Hayden, that's not going to be the case, right? People are all in on him, and they're going to give him every opportunity over and over and over. So I think maybe having a tough time early will help to keep his head on his shoulders a little bit and not to think this is going to be easy. Um, and then maybe that will serve him better long-term and, and just keep him grounded a bit. Yeah, I mean, do you look at him to be 7-12 to 12 this weekend? Kind of, I do, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that's where I have him penciled in. Uh, so I don't, is that okay? You know, shots, is that fine? If he hole shots and gets fifth, yeah. that, that wouldn't shock me. Um, if he's up there running in the top three at the 13th minute, that would shock me. That, that truly would shock me. Um, but, yeah, I think I – think Six, seven, eight, nine is is acceptable. I don't. I'm not speaking as Bobby Regan. Maybe maybe he thinks he should be winning, right? Uh, but I'm trying to be realistic about this thing. I mean, you look at Ricky Carmichael. Ricky Carmichael went sixteen uh, seven his first national ever, right? Like it, it, these things don't just you can't just snap your fingers and everything falls into place. Now Ricky did win his second national ever, so wow, there yeah. there is that. Um, but I think patience is will go a long way when it comes to Hayden's career here. He has every tool and the toolbox that you need. Just let it unfold and, and don't put so much pressure on the kids. Now, I don't follow um, the amateur stuff as much, and Hayden's going to be really good, but I don't – he is not Carmichael Stewart Alessi for coming in. Or do you feel – do you put him on that level? Uh, he's really good. You know, yeah, it, I know. Yeah. It's shades of gray with that stuff. Um you know, Cart Stewart was kind of his own thing. Like, I just ne- have never seen anybody go that fast. He crashed some, but he, he was he really changed how people rode motorcycles. You know, and yeah. I don't I'm not saying that about Hayden Deegan. Like, he's not reinventing the wheel or changing the approach about how you ride a motorcycle. Like, that's such a strong statement. That that's an unfair I think thing to even put in his direction. Uh, but yeah, he, I think he was in that realm of all the top guys coming out you know the Cincerillo like he's in that realm the best ever no but he's pretty up there okay all right fair enough um it'll be interesting to see uh for sure 702-586-7857 you got a question for JT or myself fly race and moto 60 show thanks to the folks at vertex pistons uh vertex provides the highest quality aftermarket replacement and performance kits for those power ports industries, including complete engine rebuild kits, piston kits, gasket kits, and more, these kits can save you time and money by com- combining all the components needed for the job in one convenient package. They're made over there in Italy, the industry leader in high-performance manufacturing performance gaskets made in the USA. The gaskets are made in the USA. Dirt bikes, UTV, ATV, snowmobiles, and PWCs. Uh, JT, when you go around to these dealers, Fly Racing, I mean, you guys really started out as a snow company way back in the day. You, you still... Yeah, it was, it was a snowmobile distributor right. in like the early days of WPS. So when you go to these dealers and some of these guys, are they talking about the fly snow line? Or is that are you just completely out yeah. on that? If you go, yeah, I mean, if I go to like Wisconsin or Minnesota, sure, um, yeah, because a, a lot of the, the business we do there is it's seasonal, right? Like the winter, they'll have all of our snow line in the store, mm-hmm. and then when spring comes around, they take all that stuff put it in the back and put all the moto stuff out and they just rotate it. Like it's the whole store completely flips from season to season. So it's, it's, you know, at Houston, it's year round moto. 
where I'm at now. Yep. But yeah, those those northern, northwest, midwest, New England, it's two completely separate businesses depending on the season, and they basically take literally everything out of the store and flip their entire inventory over to uh, to cold weather stuff. All right, uh, Carlos is on one. Carlos, what's up, man? Hey, man, just wanted to see if you guys are having a live show in Dallas because I've got to plan my trip accordingly. Uh, no, we're not. Actually, I'm not. I won't be in Dallas. Not, not that that would stop a live show, but that is the race for uh, Life Swap. So Chris Kiefer Ooh. will be in Dallas to cover the race. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys are really taking this seriously. Wow. We're, we're doing it. He, he's going. He's. <laughs> I hope he interviews people who make the night show. Like, I hope that's what he does, but you never know. So yeah. I won't be in Dallas. Yeah, Life Swap will be going on, so I'll be out riding the high des somewhere. Um, do you have to, go, cool, cool, you have to go, like, go riding every day? I think so. Are you going to test for Honda? I don't know, man. It's <laughs> the, How does Blue Crew feel about this? Uh, it's a whole thing, and I can't wait right, to clearly. talk. Yeah, it's a whole thing, Carlos. So no live show unless JT, Weege, and Kiefer want to arrange it all. But uh, Yeah, I think Kiefer can pull it off. I think he can do it. I don't know. He'll take his 9,800, and he'll go interview what, guys. Who's our guy there? I need to talk to him. What's his, uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name. Yeah. Martini. Hey, yeah, yeah. We did it. We did it. We did have one at a, at a movie theater yeah. last year. Yeah. So um, maybe that'll happen again. Yeah. What's up, Carlos? What else? Hey, so I don't ever get to call in, but I uh, just kind of wanted to let you know I, I can relate to you a lot um, just because I, I owned an auto repair shop. I was a mechanic for so many years, and then I switched careers, man. The, the stress and overwhelming, like, just – constant grind every day and i switch careers and man it's just it seems like a whole different life like a whole different guy and every time you bring that up it just yeah i don't know it hits yeah i know I, I i wrenched for 12 years and i it seems like such a long time ago and i can't remember i i, I worked so hard for so long and so much stress and yeah it's funny to think back to look back i, I just got a video sent to me this morning where they they're they're on my DM where Red Dog's up front, and I'm just like, yeah, like that yeah. was me, but I don't remember that or whatever, you know. And then just not having to bust your ass as much for, yeah. for a decent leaving, no. it's just crazy. Yeah, and the, those guys still like you look at Berluti and Leroy, and I mean they're not doing it anymore, but they did it for so long, Goose, and I'm just like, holy smokes, you guys. Carlos now, Carlos is going on a long time, uh, a wrench. So uh, Frankie, uh, all those dudes, uh, Carlos, you want some knee guards from Fly Racing? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, stay on hold. We'll give you the fly race in five pivot knee guards. All right? Thanks, sir. All right. No problem. Thanks, Carlos. Appreciate it. Yeah, Life Swap's coming up, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, all right, JT. So I think this uh, – not that I wrote him off, I, and I'm not saying I did, but I was uh, uh, one eyebrow raised at Sexton, you know, being 13 points back already. Well – um. Yeah, three races in, we saw Eli's crash. I, I look. I I'm not. I am not going to trap myself into saying an MC type of run here. But he did testing. He likes the bike. He was my championship pick. I think the Sexton ship will start uh, start taking off here. Yeah, I, I picked him to win uh, in my column this week as well. Um, I think this confidence boost will do a lot for him. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't the ability or anything because we saw him come out and, and he was fastest at A1, right? You picked him to win A1 on the back of that at our Fly Racing Radio show. So I don't think it's like he he found some secret setting. You know, yeah. I know I know they were, they were working on the suspension a lot, but that's okay. Like you're allowed to continue to test and improve the bike. I think it's, uh, it's a mental thing too. You just, as much success as he had all summer, just, 
proving it in Supercross again is just a reinforcing thing. And all week, I, I can guarantee you, he just had a little bit of a lighter feel, right? He had a little bounce in his step, and it's like a an air of reassurance that you have about you. And I think he'll show up this weekend believing that he's supposed to win. Where going into the going into last weekend, I think he was like, "Man, I got to stop screwing up. I got to make this happen." Eli's getting away. I think that feeling and just the his approach completely changes now where the pressure's kind of off and he can just go about his business. Dan picked Jason Anderson to win and I was saying, uh, oh wow. And he's like, well, didn't, didn't he, did he not just win a main event? And he, and he did. He won one of the triple counts a little shorter, of course, but I'm like, yeah, he did. But man, I, I don't see the Jason Anderson of last year. I don't even see, I mean, yeah, he did take that win, but I don't see the raw speed right now in qualifying. I see a lot of mistakes. Uh, I don't see it yet. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think he has to figure something out mentally. Um, I don't know. I, I, I really don't like using the word maturity because I, I think he is mature. I just think something about his racing approach needs to be adjusted, and I don't think he's going to. I don't think he cares about my opinion on it because he continues to do the same things that he's, that he's having issues with, right? If he had gone into a two and had a super clean race, no issues, no nothing. I'd be like, ah, maybe he's, maybe he's reconsidering, but you see him go in and make contact with Webb and do all these things. I just don't think that you can win. I don't want to say you can't, it makes it harder when you have enemies, when you're picking fights, when you're starting drama on, on tracks with guys that are really good at coming back at you over the course of a really long season, I don't think you can give, guys an edge and a guy like Tomac who never gets into it with anybody he's not going to lose five ten you know last year it was 45 points for for Anderson he's not going to do that like he's, he may crash on his own like he did day too but he's not going to piss somebody off where they're gunning for him where you know I, I think Barsha probably still has a bone to pick like he can say he doesn't but when push comes to shove if he gets an angle I guarantee you he's taking it you know and and maybe Webb too um, and you never know. Like there, there are other guys that you run into. Like I don't know. Like you piss Darling off. Like he has nothing to lose. Like he could, he could mess with you too. You know those types of things where you're screaming at a, a lap rider after the race when you're contending for a championship. I just don't think there's a lot of upside in. You know, someone pushed back on me on that a little bit, saying, "Well, Stu and Chad hated each other, and they would take each other out, and they both were winners." My comeback was like they were so much better than everybody else, and so you just had to better. avoid. You just had to avoid one of them. If you just broke free I mean, of the other guy, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, Chad Reed has 132 podiums. You know, that, like, they were so much better, it didn't matter. Um, they were coming from last and getting podiums. And it was just a different era. It was a different time. And, yeah. and the, the competition just wasn't on their level. It simply wasn't. So, you know, those are two guys that, yes, had rivalries and hatred and screwed around with each other and won. But find another one. Outside of that, you know, you can't really, you can't find it. And, and yeah, I mean, it, yeah. if you're going to be good enough to win by half a lap when you don't crash like Stu did, no problem. Yeah, you can you can screw up a lot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, but those guys aren't like it's it's a battle. The the field, thankfully for the good of the series, is really close and really tight. So you need every edge possible. Like you, you need like uh, Ricky Carmichael. We were on our production call this week, and uh, they were kind of asking him about like what are the differences like between winning and losing championships and he said it's every tiny detail he's like everybody's fast everybody has a great bike every it's it but it's all the little things it's it's 
did you stay out of trouble? Did you make that last lap pass? Like all these tiny things that don't show up on paper. Nobody really talks about them. But at the end of a series, you look where you found these hidden points and these hidden advantages, and that's all the stuff. That's kind of what I'm talking about with Anderson. These, the, all these hidden disadvantages, and they're not even so hidden, but like I brought up that point, that 45 points in three rounds last year, and then he loses the championship by nine, I mean, that doesn't take a mathematician to tell you that things would have, could have been, would have and could have been different. All right, Greg's on one. Greg, what's up? Last call on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Greg, you want to talk about the Chicago round? Uh, lucky me. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good to see you at Motocross the Nations this year. Yeah, um, I just about spit the twisted T out of my nose when I saw that. Uh, I don't, if I remember correctly, it didn't go particularly well. It's out at the Joliet Car Stadium there, but no. what do you remember about it? Yeah, are we going? Is that where we are again? Is that the Joliet place? No, it's a different place, right? I believe it's the race car track, and that's that's the only one. Oh, okay. So we're going back to Joliet. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't. I thought it was somewhere different. I thought it was like the NASCAR place, where they had the NASCAR, and then they were going to build around that oval. Mm. I don't know. Either way, JT Chicago. We have yeah, we have the one race yeah. there in in two thousand at Joliet, I believe it was or oh one, and then we've yeah. never gone back. So it should be interesting. Yeah, so I raced there. Uh, we were there in 2000. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, and it was it was good. Like, the lights were terrible. I will say that. Couldn't see at all. Um, but the dirt was good. It was fine. It was typical Midwest clay. You know, no issues there. Um, and I'm I'm trying to – I've seen the track map. I just can't remember if it's at – I want to say it was at, like, Chicagoland. Yeah, which is the NASCAR time. track. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. I thought that's where it is. But um, that's, that's the only real negative. I remember, like, the – the amenities kind of suck because it was a, it was a really old venue then. Um, I'm sure that's fixed now. Uh, being at Chicagoland, but uh, yeah, the lights were just awful. Like it was so the dark. The dirt was really dark. It was like a darker type clay, and then with really bad lighting, it was not not great. Yeah, Greg, I th- I think we're at uh, I think we're at the Chicagoland. I'm, I'm looking at it right a, now. Yeah, Chicagoland Speedway. Okay. I'll look into that. I'm sure they'll uh, they'll figure the lighting out this time around. They're a little smarter now, 20-some yeah, yeah. years later. So. Yeah, I think yeah. so, right? So, uh, all right. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing uh, how it goes. I, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't – I feel like Red Bud's huge. It's the same crowd, same Midwest draw, right? Like, why wouldn't it be successful crowd-wise and hype-wise and all of that? So, yeah. Yeah, well, I know Feld, even though they were based here for quite a while out in Aurora there – they were always hesitant to do anything here. Yeah. They didn't think it was a good yep. market. So. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, man. We'll see. Thank you. Thanks, guys. See Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. That's the SMX races coming in the fall. Motocross the Nations, by the way, I meant to touch on that. The date changed. Uh, but we're out of time. So, JT, uh, I'm just going to say you're going Sexton and Hunter Lawrence for your winners. Okay. I'm good with that. Yeah. I, 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 ask, I always ask for your winners, but you gave us Sexton earlier. So. Yep. Good with it. Sounds good. All right, flyracing.com. Check it out. Your local dealer. Thank you, man. See ya. All right. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. It's another edition of the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show for another weekend. Next weekend, we can uh, discuss Hayden Deegan's pro debut right off the top, right away. Get right into it. Thank you, Fly. Thank you, Maxis. Get 100% Vertex Decal Works, Plum Creek Funding. Thank you, people, for listening for another week. Same time, same place next Thursday. See you next week.